Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Someone You Should Know. Hope everyone is doing well in, in light of this uh, ongoing pandemic that we have. A lot of folks are still staying a little bit low and staying indoors. I uh, hope you're all safe and well. Thank you for taking the time to join us for the show. And my special guest this morning is a good friend, Casey Eckerd from Earth Inspired Crafts. And welcome, welcome, Casey. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you with us. You, would, uh, Folks, I, I got to give you a, just a little bit of a, 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 a pat on the back for Casey. She she is a, is a dynamo. Uh, uh, they say good things come in small packages, and and this is this is the young lady. She is she's a lot of things, but the two main things we're going to talk about today is she is a extremely uh, devoted activist. Um, she is uh, into conserv conservancy, uh, uh, repurposing our d disposables. Uh, and in that regard, she has another business where she takes uh, pre-sent, used, if you will, greeting cards, and she repurposes those. And she does them in a way that makes the original use of that, that greeting card obsolete. Uh, and we'll be talking a little bit about, about that. So, Casey, you know, I, I guess the first question I'm going to throw out at you is, was this something that you've been doing your your entire career, or where did you start out, and where did the idea for uh, you know your your crafty gifts uh, and, and and crafts come from? Well, I grew up in a very poor home. We weren't able to afford any gifts or any uh, extra things, and so I learned I was a gifted. Uh, to be able to look at things and make new things out of them. And so I've been doing this since I was little. Uh, I was very, very fortunate to be able to know how to draw. And I, I used to draw pictures for people. <laughs> and that was their gift. <laughs> I'd roll them up and put a little bow around them. And, and that was it. And so, um, and I was really good at it until I went to school. And my one of my teachers said, um, you know, your proportions are really bad. You're probably not going to end up a good artist. And that inflated me, and I felt so bad. So I gave, I, I, I can't draw anything now. I can't even draw a straight line. But um, I think God blessed me with being able to do calligraphy now and crafting. And so I'm doing good. Did, did you kind of get the, the impression that because somebody said to you, uh, your proportions are not all that good and, and uh, you know, this may not work out, but that was the motivation that you had to say, wait a minute, uh, I think you're wrong and I'm going to show you? No. <laughs> no? No, I gave up. Oh, I you did? Because I was just a little, I was very young. I was in elementary school, so I'm maybe, maybe second grade, maybe first grade. And so I took it to heart that I wasn't very good. That, that, it's interesting that you say that because, uh, you know, a lot of people will, will try to prove their their mentors, if you will, wrong. Uh, and, and a lot of the great artists ended up 
not listening to their teachers and tutors and went on to, to fame and fortune, which in your own way you have. Yeah, I'm happy. Because, uh, you know, I, I, maybe I'll start with your, your cards, uh, the, the twice-loved greeting cards uh, is what basically you call them. And <laughs> the process, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, Somebody simply calls you, says, I want to send an anniversary card to my wife, or I want to send a birthday card or a graduation card, or we have Father's Day coming up. And here's the name and the address, and then you take it from there. You get a little bit of information to personalize it, customize it. You prepare it, and you mail it out and just send you an invoice, and, and you've got – and somebody always will call you because you did it for my wife. And she opened up her envelope and it was like she was blown away, almost into tears because it is so beautifully done. So tell us a little bit about the process that you go through uh, and then maybe show us a couple examples of some of the things that you've done and especially what you've got prepared for Father's Day. Okay, perfect. Well, actually, I, this came about <clears throat> because I send out a lot of cards. I send out 20 to 25 cards a month. And it was getting pretty costly. And I thought, there's got to be a, a better way to do this. And I had some old cards that, you know, people didn't write anything special inside of them. They, but the picture on the front was really pretty. And I thought, I've started playing with that. And and it just mushroomed. It just grew. And uh, I am i don't do anything that you would buy in the store. So all of my cards are one of a kind. So if, if somebody said, oh, I really like that one, make 10 of them. I can't. They're all one of a kind. I take a card that somebody sent me that they it was loved once when it was purchased. They send it to me, and now it's twice loved. So I repurpose it, I redesign it, I, um, I, I add flourishes to it, I do my own calligraphy so I can put the person's name in the title, I can put it in the verse, um, I write the verse, I, um, take that back, I don't write the verses, I'll take combinations of different verses and, and tailor it to the person uh, who's receiving it. And, and, and as I say, first of all, your, your calligraphy ability is, is beyond description. Uh, it's absolutely it's beautiful. And we kind of lose sight of the fact in this, in this fast-paced you know, social uh, environment, uh, everybody just texts or they email. Uh, and you can email already prepared greeting cards and all. But there is nothing like getting that card in the mail opening up that envelope and, and, and it's something that I, I highly recommend that anybody do to, to, if you want to really do something special for your wife, your spouse, your loved one, your son, your daughter, um, for any occasion, especially, especially those different occasions. For instance, let's say your child has a baby. Uh, there's a limited number of cards that are out there that say congratulations on the baby and certainly none that will have the baby's name. Right. And you have that ability of taking all of that information and putting it in that very special card. Uh, the the other thing you you make, what is the, what is it called? The box? The, it's, oh, it's the, a, card, the card burst? Yeah. The card burst. Oh. Explain, explain what the card burst is all about because I want 
I want the people listening to know that there is something they can do that is outside of what Hallmark or, or American Greeting Cards or anybody else is doing. And, you know, and I don't have a sample. I can't believe it. I have all these well, other Well, you know what? Folks Folks can go on your website, uh, okay. earthinspiredcrafts.com. Mm -hmm. And and while we're while we're doing the show and all, you can go to earthinspiredcrafts.com and, and scroll through and you can see some of the cards uh, that she does, the card bursts, some of the ideas. It will give you great ideas uh, for doing something that is a little bit a little bit different. Uh, and and Mark, our producer, is scrolling through, and there it is, right there on the screen. The card bursts. It, yeah. it comes in a Manila envelope in regular mail, and when you open it up, it opens, and it has got cards and all kinds of things that just really jump out of the out of the box. So, it's a great, great uh, uh, item for especially like children, I think. Uh, to, to well, actually anniversaries. I can put photos. I can put, um, I did one for the, the wedding picture was in the front and then I had different anniversaries on the side. There's nine panels that I fill with either sayings or pictures or something. So it's a, uh, it's a labor of love. It takes about five and a half hours to make one. <laughs> But and 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 uh, you know, I'm sure that that people are 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 going to text in or whatever or want to know what it, roughly is the price range if somebody wanted to send out a a card burst to to a, somebody special. Right now, until I become really famous, <laughs> I'm charging. <laughs> I'm charging Thirty-five dollars plus postage, so it depends on what the postage is. Say say that again. Thirty-five. Plus $35 plus postage. Folks, I'm, I'm telling you, go online, look at what she does for $35, customizes it, packages, packages it, it sends it out, uh, you know, plus the postage. So what is the postage? Maybe another $5 or so. So gosh, it, I, and it's, and it's something, did you, like see this or learn this from somebody or is this something that just popped into your head and said i i can create this well here's the deal i get my inspiration from going to the stores and i'll see something and i'll like the concept or i'll like the design and i'm thinking how can i do this with repurposed items because keep in mind i'm an environmental educator by profession so my repurposing efforts go into everything I make. Everything I make has at least two elements of repurposed items. So I saw something similar to that and I, I played with it and played with it and I thought, hmm, how could we do this? And I have made so many, it, it's, they, each one is, is really something. I have to warn everybody though, once you get a card that's custom, personalized, handmade, you're going to be spoiled. And so are all your people. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and I agree. And, and uh, you know, when you, when you go to, to the, uh, uh, to the uh, uh, pharmacy or you go to the store or to, to a, even a card store and you want to send an anniversary card to someone, I mean, some of those cards are are starting to run four, five, six, seven dollars or more. Right. You just have to say, well, yeah, that's close enough to what I I would say. 
but for a couple of bucks more, uh, Casey will take something that's got a beautiful cover on it that she is now repurposing and then put copy on the inside, hand calligraphy, and, 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 and send it out, and it is becomes something that is so much more meaningful and special. And, and, and it's just, I, I was blown away when I first met you and, and saw what you were doing. I, I thought that these were pre-made specialty cards. And you indicated, no, each one is done individually with love and attention by Casey. Uh, and I and I love, um, especially when I get somebody that I know who the person's going to be receiving it. It brings me such joy to know that that. And and I always say a little prayer that they're going to receive it in the method in the way that it was intended, with so much love and so much caring. And um, so far, I've had I've had really. In fact, a dear friend of mine, her husband recently passed away, and she told me she received over a hundred sympathy cards, but mine is the one that is being displayed and being shared because I said something about her husband. And I said because I knew him and said something about her, and there's no other card that is like that. So uh, that made me feel good. Uh, and again, for, for those, you know, wherever you are in the country, this is not something that is just done here in North Texas. This is something that Casey can do for you anywhere that you live, and she can send it anywhere you want her to send it. Uh, so, you know, you go to her website, and all there's there's all the information that you need on what you might want to 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 do to do for that special person in your life, and and it's it's a beautiful. I think it's just a beautiful process. Thank you. Do you know offhand about over the years how many cards you have sent out? Oh gosh, I have we're, no idea. We're, we're, <laughs> That's a good hundreds, idea. hundreds, maybe thousands. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, thousands. Yeah. yeah. And each one is done by hand. That's 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 the part that just you know gets my juices flowing. Okay. It, Fact that you know, I mean, this is something that used to be done decades ago, generations ago, yeah. uh, and all. And 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 we think today, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that now. Maybe maybe you, other people that are listening, and I don't have the talent for doing it. But isn't it great to know somebody that does have the talent for for doing that? Well, and then at the workshops that I teach locally. I show people and I tell them, if you have a card that somebody sent you and you want to, you can send it back to them and say, your card brought me great joy and I want to send it back to you with the same sentiment. And then we'll write inside and, and, uh, and I'll show them how to embellish it with a heart or a butterfly made from another card. And people really like that idea. We do that with bookmarks all the time. So now is that part of the, is that part of the process when somebody says, "I want to send a card"? Do you say to them, "All right, the person you're sending it to, do they have hobbies? Uh, you know, uh, tell me a little bit about them. Uh, you know, so that you can add that and 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 personalize it." Well, over the years, again, I have received cards from all over the country. I have a map that shows 
every city that somebody has sent me a box or a big envelope of cards. Really? It's phenomenal. It is mind-blowing. I've had some from Puerto Rico, Canada, Alaska, Hawaii. Um, I, now, here's the kicker. I do not know how they find out that I'm doing this. I don't know. And when I ask people, I say, well, how did, how did you find me? How did you know that I do this? Oh, honey, you're on the internet. <laughs> so I have tried finding me. I can't find me. So I don't know. I don't know how I, I never posted anything. I never said. So from, from November of last, last year till February, well, till yesterday, I went to the post office. Just that uh, amount of time, I've received over 50,000 cards. 50,000? Yep. I mean, you know, obviously the social the social networking works, but but I would imagine that it's, it's a word of mouth kind of a thing. When somebody finds you, they want to share that that with other other people and other friends. Um, and just like we're doing this morning, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to let people know who you are and what you're all about. And I certainly hope that you become inundated with people that say, I want to send out some cards now, Casey. I heard about you on someone you should know. That would be awesome. Yeah. But I, we'll, we'll, somebody we'll, said to me, let's do a video on opening up a box that was sent to me. Sometimes people will email me first and they'll, so somehow they found the uh, website and they'll ask me if I'm still collecting cards and, and I'll tell them I do a lot of cards for nursing homes. I uh, donate every month personalized birthday cards. They send me the names of their residents and then I make them to, uh, to celebrate that. And then for the workshops. And then I give cards to preschools. And all the cards are, are used, trust me. But to open up a box, wouldn't it be fun to be able to say, hmm, what do we have here today? And then show people, how do I separate them? How do I determine, is this going to be a bookmark? Is this going to be a gift box? Is this going to be a doorknob hanger? Is this going to be a new greeting card? Is this going to be a banner? Is this going to be a placemat? So I have all these different piles and it's just, it's fun. I was, I was I was just thinking that that somebody sends you some cards and they've got floral arrangements on the on the on the the front. Well, that could be repurposed to a a sympathy card. It could be repurposed into a, a birthday card, a get well card, a thinking of you card. So it's it's a matter of somebody contacts you and says, "I want to send a card to so and so." Then you determine what kind of thing they would like to be on the cover. And then you, you create that. I just, or they tell me that my son-in-law is a pilot and he loves to go scuba diving. So I, I surprisingly, I have cards that represent that and I have file boxes and they're all in files and I can pull out a, <laughs> a pilot and I can pull out scuba diving and, and cut them up and make them into a new card. 50,000 cards. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what I got over the last five years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, 
I mean, it's got to be an incredible feeling for you to be able to say, uh, I certainly do not have to go out and buy any materials because I, I, I got what I need right here. Well, the raw materials, I still have to yeah. buy cardstock and, and foam glue and all that good stuff. But yeah, the, the, the actual, what you see is already provided. And then did you, did you have to uh, study calligraphy for a while in order to yeah. learn that, that talent? Yep. I studied about, oh, maybe 20 years ago. I bid on a church, um, you know, they had a raffle. And so I bid on it and I won. And it took several weeks. And then guess what? I have practiced every single day since then. I at least do the alphabet. And what it has afforded me is that uh, if you <laughs> if you would have seen the first time I did you know, like a line of letters. It took me 30 minutes at least <laughs> and because I, I wanted to be so precise. And what it's done is um, it's given me the ability to reproduce. I can look at different fonts and I'm able to reproduce that in my writing. So that's been a real a surprise benefit. And then you also develop your own uh, little style too. So your own styles. Mm -hmm. But you know, folks, you know, this this wonderful lady has created a niche market for herself because there's not a lot of people I think that that do this and do it with the proficiency that that she does. So again, visit her website, earthinspiredcrafts.com, get all the information and all and and try it. Because just like Casey said, I think that the recipient sees that once they now want to call Casey and maybe send some cards out too. And, and it's a very easy process for you to talk to Casey and say, I want to send this, 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 and this. And then she just takes care of everything. Okay. I mentioned earlier, you got father's day coming up in another week and you, you, you put together a couple of really cool things to send out for Father's Day. Do you have have uh, uh, one of them in front of you? I do. Here's one of the um, cards I was telling you about. Oop, let me see, how can I do this? Here we go. Yeah. Um, so here's, let me take it out here. So this is the basic card. So this border is from a different card. These birds are from a different card. The butterfly is made from a different card. And then inside is my calligraphy. So that's, that's kind of what I do. Um, and on the back, on the back of the card, you have a, your own little like signature plate, don't you? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I put on there so that it's got my information if somebody wanted to get hold of me. And um, I just... I think it's a really good thing to be able to tell people that it, this is available to anybody, you know, so, and here's another, um, another example of all the different, and then, oh, and then cards that I get sometimes have rhinestones on them or bows. <laughs> I use those too. <laughs> that they're yeah. beautiful. And now there's also a little, uh, a box. That, oh, that you, the joke you, box. You, yeah, the joke box. Uh, folks, this this is cool. It says, 
This one says, ask me about my dad jokes. So I had to find out what a dad joke is. It's just something that's pretty apparent, you know. <laughs> so, so what I'm doing is I'm, I'm filling them with uh, dad jokes, and then I'm leaving some blanks because every, every family has a dad who has, you know, particular sayings that he uses all the time. And then I'm able to do the belly band around the box that has um, a nickname that you call dad, you know, best dad, whatever. This one happens to be um, my favorite people laugh at my jokes. I have nacho average jokes. Um, I have diff just different. And, and, th and these boxes, by the way, can be used for any holiday. I put the, the state that you're in the state that you your loved one is in and then I have like little arrows and just say missing you and then you could fill it with a gift card you can fill it and, you know you just need to call me we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and now that but but that's a, a nice little a nice little tin box that again can be repurposed Right. Because dad receives it and he may end up putting his uh, watches or something like that in it. And so it becomes something that he saves. And every time he, he opens up that box, he remembers the, the, the memory and, and the, the salutations that came along with it when it was sent. Right, right. It's a good, good keepsake. Yeah, and that's a, that, that's a, that's a terrific idea. So, folks, if you're still looking for something for dad, you might want to call Casey and say, hey, Send one of those dad joke boxes out to my my dad. He thinks he's funny. But do it quick, because Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna follow up with that and say you better do it by this weekend or to get there by next weekend. Right, right. We're running out of time, but think beyond Father's Day too. When you've got anniversaries coming up, you've got holidays. Uh, certainly, there's a, a lot of people who who have uh, uh, friends. Uh, who uh, ch whose children have just graduated uh, or, or are in the process of going through these these virtual graduation ceremonies. Wouldn't it be nice to send a card to somebody that they would receive that says, you know, congratulations on your accomplishment and the best of luck when you go on to high school or go on to college or, or you know, wherever they go uh, beyond uh, their graduation. Uh, it's, it's a great idea. And, and also... The, the, the one thing I want to stress to those that are watching the program right now is think outside the box. This can be, you could send a beautiful card to your wife, maybe just to acknowledge the day you met. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an anniversary, birthday. Uh, you know, if there are special occasions uh, in, your, in your life that you want to, to acknowledge and remember, you can do it that way. You want to just say to somebody, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while, and I wanted to send you this card first, just to say that I, I was thinking about you. Uh, there are just, uh, you know, there's no limit to what you can do, Casey. Well, and I have been keeping a calendar. You know, there's every day of the week celebrates two or three different things. So, yeah. like for uh, Pirates Day. In September, I make uh, magnets or buttons that'll say "Arr, have a happy day" or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, so you, that would be an excuse 
to get hold of a colleague or a family member or a friend or somebody who's kind of feeling isolated or what there's every day there's something and uh, I, I send out regularly little notes like that too so um, it, I'm hoping to do that on a regular basis where I could make something and show it like a month ahead of time so that people will be able to plan. There, and I'm, I'm a fan of some of those because I celebrate National Pizza Day and uh, <laughs> Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. Uh, this past week was National Donut Day. But there's one that, that, that passed just a, a couple of weeks ago was uh, National Cancer Survivors Day. Uh, something we don't think about, but what a great opportunity to call you in advance and say, you know what, I have a very dear friend who who beat cancer, and I'd like to send a card for them on National Cancer Day so that they they just know that we're we're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. You cannot walk into a Hallmark store and find a, a card, I'm sure, that celebrates National Cancer Day. Oh, I, at least, right. not that I'm aware of. Right. Well, you buy a blank one and you fill it out yourself and, and send it. But right. if, if you know, whoever that person is and whatever their hobbies are uh, and all, you tell Casey and she's going to do a beautiful card like she, she just showed you that she's uh, prepared for Father's Day. Or if you are, you yourself, if you're a gifted writer, you tell me what you want to say and I'll just write it in calligraphy, but it'll be your words. I do um, yeah. cards for a fella in South Texas and he just gives me a little idea of what he wants to say and I write it out and then I send him a copy of it so he can see and his mom is always so touched but it's his words so yeah. I, just, I just play with it a little bit and and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing well you know th- again I'm going to say it one more time to the those that are listening uh, uh, to to go to earthinspiredcrafts.com uh, and all and look at what what Casey is doing now you also when you go to the website you will you will see a lot of other things that she does and and one of the other things is you are very very much an environmental activist uh, to the point that you you teach about it you you do seminars and and uh, special um, uh, you know events to tell people about recycling, repurposing, about the the upside and the downside of of trash, if you will. In fact, I think even one of your one of your your classes is called Recycling 101. Right. We think we know about recycling, but we don't. And I learned that in one of your seminars that you had over at the at the local uh, college, Collin College. You did. Uh, uh, about a year ago, I think, I was absolutely blown away to realize that all of these years, what I thought I was doing about recycling was not not necessarily true. Uh, case in point, I think you say that, yes, you recycle plastic bottles and plastic containers like, like milk cartons, but you do not recycle the cap correct although some communities now are doing that they have the capacity to separate some you have you have to separate some others they separate when you put them into the recycle bin and it gets to the uh, recycling facility 
Others don't have it at all, and but there are ways that you can box them up and mail them if you are so inclined. So people that are very aware of their, we can't change the whole world. I, I tried, <laughs> but I can change me. I can change and try to influence the people around me with information, with education, and we can all do better in that way. So we're only responsible for each other, for ourselves and each other. So uh, I, I think it's fascinating that we are the only, I think I told you this yesterday, we're the only species that dirties our home. No other species does that. They don't dirty and then stay in their home. We're the only ones. Why is that? Why don't we do better? And I, I think it's education. I think it's um, our fast-paced world. We're just, we're a throwaway society. When plastics first came on board, uh, when you look prior to plastic bags, plastic bottles, plastic everything, when you look at the time before that, and how people repurpose, they reuse. We had glass uh, a lot more. And when plastics was introduced, it's really interesting to listen to the marketing and how that all came about, how it was proposed to the public, how this was going to save money and it's going to save time and, and it's going to be convenient and lightweight and all. But nobody said, how do we get rid of it? When it's no longer needed, what do we do with it? Nobody said. And that's been a problem ever since. It, it you know, I, I picked up a couple of tips from, from your, your speech. Uh, the, again, it's amazing. And, and again, I encourage, especially those that are in the DFW area, uh, uh, again, from the website, uh, there will be information about some of the seminars that, that Casey is leading. And you can also have her come and speak to your group. If you've got a, a church group or you've got a homeowners association uh, that would like to have somebody come and talk about uh, recycling and the environment. And all. Casey's a wonderful speaker. Another thing I picked up was I have been shredding documents for years. Uh, and all of that shredded paper is recyclable. However, if you collect all of that recycle, recycled paper, and don't put it in a plastic bag to, to recycle it. Put it in a paper bag because the paper then can be recycled along with all the shavings, correct? Well, unfortunately, they don't. When it's going down the conveyor belt, they, can, they have people that are watching what's being, you know, sometimes it gets through. And they're watching. If they don't know what's in that bag, it gets tossed. So we have to put it in clear bags, put all your, your shredded into clear bags, and they could readily see what that is. And then if it's not tied real tight, they can just flip it and all that. So it's, it is going to be recycled, but not if, it's, if, it's, if they don't know what it is. And if it's in a paper bag, then they would have a tendency to send that to the recycle uh, location? No, unfortunately, we'd probably end yeah. up in trash. You know, I, I, you know, I don't think that we, we think about that part of the process. We think we're doing a good thing by putting things in our recycled uh, bins that, for the garbage man to pick up. But, you know, most of us do not know what happens 
when it leaves our property on the garbage truck and it goes to to the waste management location uh, and where it goes from there. Well, uh, and like plastic bags, you would think, well, they're plastic, put them in the recycle bin. Well, unfortunately, you know, they're, if they end up on the conveyor belt, there are these, I encourage, if you have a chance to go to a recycling facility, do it. It is mind boggling, the machines and the process. So you're on these conveyor belts. So here, here's the truck. It, it collects all the recyclables from the neighborhoods, goes to the recycling facility, dumps everything that it collected on the floor, and then winds different fans and everything to put it to different conveyor belts. And how that works, I don't know, but plastic bottles here, plastic there, whatever, uh, glass, uh, aluminum, tin, it, it's magically, <laughs> somehow it all divides. But if there's plastic bags that get caught in there, the big uh, grinders, if you will, the big, the teeth, they'll get caught. I've been there twice that the whole facility had to be shut down and workers had to pull out those strands of soft plastic, plastic. Mm -hmm. plastic bags or film, old film. People throw away their VHS tapes and, and it unravels and it gets caught up into gears and it's terrible. Part of the problem is that you can't, people get so frustrated and they think that it's too much. I can't, I, I can't, I'm just going to throw it all in the trash. And, and in fact, some, it is confusing at different municipalities. People on the West Coast do differently than the North and the South. And so there's no uniform. And we have to keep in mind that the end product, it has to be a good for the municipality or the city to collect this. It costs money to run the trucks, to pay the drivers, to do- And that's reflected in our taxes. Correct. But yeah. if there's not an end user who will buy that recyclables that are being uh, collected, then that whole process, it doesn't keep going and, it, and we need all components of it. So it's really fascinating to see uh, when China stopped accepting our recyclables, several years ago. They warned us. They warned the United States, you're sending us contaminated goods. Our workers who are unloading the ships are getting sick. Don't do that. We're going to cancel. We didn't pay attention. And sure enough, they cancel it. We, we now are not able to send any of our barges and barges of uh, recycled materials to China. So that put a strain then on several municipalities. What do we do? So they stopped. They just, they couldn't afford to keep collecting with no place to send it. And others, unfortunately, they collect it as recyclables, but it ends up in the trash. You know, what you said about visiting a, a recyclable facility, that seems to me would be a great field trip for, for children uh, in the school system to go to see what that's all about, because if they can be taught at a young age what what goes on, what happens, and what to avoid, uh, then they carry that into their their you know uh, adolescence and into their adulthood. 
Uh, a lot of us uh, older folks, we're still playing catch up. We all all figure just put everything into a big hefty bag and toss it in the in the can, and not realizing the process that that happens once that bag leaves leaves your garbage can, goes on the garbage truck, and then the process that it goes goes through. Wouldn't it be fun to have? Um, well, as a matter of fact, let me backtrack. I. I teach little kids, preschoolers up to about sec second grade. I, I read them a book about a man who litters in his neighborhood. And I and as I'm reading it, telling the story, I am making the biggest mess on the floor. I am tossing all kinds of stuff and and the kids' eyes are getting really big, like, what is she doing? <laughs> My mother would 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 would, would <laughs> kill me if I did that. <laughs> but the and then this, the story is that something happens, magical happens, and he is able to look at a piece of litter and have it go back to the person who littered it and stick to them. And so I've devised a way that I can stick things all over myself from people that threw things on the ground, so I'm covered with stuff. And and at it, it, Anyway, I'm not going to give the story away, but at the end, I always ask the kids, wouldn't that be fun if that would happen? If we see a piece of litter on the ground and we say, oh, man, I wish it could go and stick to the person. Well, why can't we do that? Why can't we, with technology, why can't we figure out some way that if something isn't properly disposed of in the proper receptacle, that there's an alarm that goes off or there's a beep or something. <laughs> these are, these are my environmental dreams. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it's practical. And I say now, uh, uh, for instance, I'm very uh, uh, cognizant of when I buy a container, I usually look at the bottom of the container to see if it's got that, uh, uh, you know, that, that triangle symbol, that indicates that it is a recyclable item, uh, and things like styrofoam is not not a recyclable item. Am I correct? That's considered a garbage item. Well, again, some municipalities collect so, it because they have an end user. Oh, okay. To check with your particular recycling, uh, you could just call your city and ask them what it is that I've got this. So a lot of times they'll have on your recycling container, it'll show you a picture of what is acceptable. So oh, okay. that's, a, that's a good idea because I don't think my garbage cans do, but it would be something uh, uh, fairly easy to do or just put certain items that are not considered recyclable and a little picture of that with a red line through it. Right. They have that. Yeah, I have, I have that. Um, and so if people would adhere just to that, but then there's always, well, yeah, well, what about this? Well, what about that? So, well, there's always an exception. Yeah. Well, but you have, it might be a real, you want to do the right thing and, and it's not on the sign. So what do you do? So you call the city and, and ask them if, if, you know, if it's important to you in Japan, they have, especially the smaller towns where they don't have recycling facilities um, as we do here, they actually have in the middle of the town, they have these humongous, I don't know what to call them, bins, uh, receptacles. And people come in, they walk from their homes every day, and they're all numbered. And there's like, I don't know, 
20, 30 of them. And so one is for paper, one is for plastic, one is for this, one is for that. They don't do a whole lot of uh, things in Japan, though, that had that that's a throwaway as much as we do here. Right. But they'll have some. But here's an uh, I got this thing because I, I keep in contact all over the world with different people that are environmentally friendly and aware. And they said one of the things that if people have a, a lipstick container, if it's full, you just didn't like the color of it, it goes in one bin. If you use it and it's almost done, goes in another bin. It's it is mind-boggling what what some communities do for their environment because they don't have the room that we have here. If if, if we had if we had regulations like that, people would probably revolt. <laughs> you mean I've got to separate all of my garbage into, into seven, eight, nine different categories? Uh, and I'll just throw it in a, in a bag. But, you know, what you say about, about uh, uh, you know, minimizing your recyclables, too, uh, when I served overseas, I, I found that to be true. Here in America, I mean, we take out a bag of garbage maybe once, twice or more a week, uh, in, in the, especially in the, uh, in the Orient. Uh, if, they, if they have fish for dinner, they just don't throw the rest into a garbage bag. They take the, 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 the carcass, the bones, and they'll make soup out of it. And, and they will do something else with even the bones, crush them for, for some other purpose. And they will, in essence, and I'm not, I'm not being exaggerating, they can throw away garbage maybe once a week or once a month in a receptacle about the size of a shoebox. And that's, that's what they finally determined that they cannot reuse. They will reuse cardboard. They will reuse paper. They will reuse plastic. They will do all kinds of things with it. So when they ultimately do throw something away, it can't really be used for anything else. We, we just, it's just so easy in our, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle to just, just toss it. Well, and I, my purpose is to tell people, okay, we can reuse something at least once. It's ultimately going to get into the recycle bin or the trash bin, but let's prolong that life. Uh, for instance, with cereal boxes, I teach kids how to make um, a tic-tac-toe board, and then we use caps from bottles for the pieces, the game pieces, and we can put their pictures on there. Um, and I do, I, I'll take a cereal box and I'll make it into a gift box that'll have a matching card. It's really, it's fascinating what you can do when you start thinking. And that's what I want to do. I want to open up people's eyes and hearts and minds to say, what can I do with this? And some people say, oh, I'm not, I'm not crafty at all. I, I am not interested in that at all. I guarantee you come to one of my classes, you're going to be so thrilled by what you made and your your creative wheels will start turning i guarantee it that's a good endorsement for for what what you do because if you know, there's teachers that are that are uh, listening or you know a teacher that you say you know this might be a good uh, a good you know something to get get casey to come out and talk to us uh, but i mentioned earlier homeowners associations Mm -hmm. uh, almost everybody belongs to a homeowners association and it's a very nominal charge 
to come out for you to come out and for an hour to tell people a little bit about what they can be doing to make the environment a, a, a bit better. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a good process. I know you also take buttons and, and magnets and everything, and you can repurpose those. Uh, so those can be also sent uh, to other people or, or just given a new life. Uh, it's something that I think a lot of us think about, uh, but that's about, that's about the end of it. We, we think about it. We don't do something about it. Right. The magnets that we get in the mail from, you know, various establishments, restaurants or whatever, people send us magnets and it's not something that we're interested in. Well, don't throw it away. You can cover it with a photo of your family and you could have that on your refrigerator. You can you can mail it back to somebody with a, a special uh, saying that means a lot to you that would be uplifting or encouraging and somebody can put it on their refrigerator. So there's always something that you can reuse and repurpose if you put your mind to it. And that's my job. Well, it's been a great morning. Uh, we, we, I can't believe that we've put in almost an hour discussing what you do. <clears throat> one, of, one of my favorite words is somebody said that Casey is a cardiologist. Yep. That's a cardiologist. You take cards and you re repurpose those. I, I love that phrase. But again, uh, uh, go to the website. That's that's an important uh, an important part of this whole process is to go to the website. Um, uh, Casey, oh, I, I threw it away. I, I didn't turn turn the page. Earthinspiredcrafts.com. All the information that you need. Call Casey if you want to send cards. Father's Day, do it today uh, for any any occasion. Or if you want Casey to come out and talk to your group, she'd be more than happy to. Casey Eckert, thank you, thank you very, very much, my friend. And you have a great day and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thanks, All right. Robert. Talk to you soon. All righty. That'll do it for another uh, session of Someone You Should Know. Come on back next week and I'll have someone else that you should know. Bye.